a gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Welcome back to Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. It's great to be with you today. Uh, really privileged to be joined in studio by three members of the United States Congress. Of course, uh, Utah's own Congressman Chris Stewart, uh, who held his annual security conference today, uh, joined by two of his colleagues, Mario Diaz Ballard, a Republican from Florida, and Jim Hines, Democrat from Connecticut. Uh, all three joining us in studio uh, to continue the conversation and, and stay with these questions just a little bit longer. And, uh, let me go to to you, uh, Representative, and talk about your you're on the Intel Committee. Uh, you're dealing with a lot of those national security issues. What is it that most of us are not thinking about that maybe we should be thinking about uh, as it relates to national security? Yeah, I'm I'm uh, I'm not on the Intel Committee. I'm on the uh, Defense, Defense Committee of Appropriations. Me. Thank yeah, you. Which, by the way, funds um, Defense and Intel. Um, no, I, I think it's interesting. You know, one of the things that, that was already spoken about is that is how uh, this is a dangerous world. And our adversaries and our foes tend to sometimes shift. Um, but uh, but let's make no mistake, it's a very dangerous world. And I will tell you, and I don't know if my colleagues who, who obviously get the same kind of uh, briefings that we get on, on the defense appropriations. But when you get these uh, classified briefings about the problem spots around the world, I'll tell you what, you leave those meetings just like highly depressed um, because it's the realization that it is a very dangerous world. Mm. And so uh, the world is not what we hope it would be. It is what it is, yeah. and which is why I think you know, while there are a lot of important things, obviously, that the government, that the federal government does, I think among the most important things that we must do, have to do, is national defense, yeah. is make sure that we have the strongest military uh, and not only not only to keep us safe, but the stronger it is, uh, the more the least likely you are to ever have to use it. Yeah, and, and it is important that we have the, that funding in place that uh, that when we do send our brave women and men into into battle, that we have them armed with the right resources, the right missions, uh, the right focus. Uh, and I think this is a really interesting combination. Uh, going back uh, before the break, uh, Representative Himes talked about you know this idea that uh, that it's these principles uh, that the other rest of the world are afraid of. Uh, it's the principles of freedom and democracy and entrepreneurship. Uh, and so you combine those things. It's a, it's an interesting challenge. Representative Stewart, as, as you look at those real threats uh, that are out there and you look at our real strength as a nation, now what is it that, what is it that gives you confidence uh, in terms of moving things forward? Uh, <clears throat> you know, it's actually pretty simple. And, and Jim made this point earlier. You said uh, what you were saying about, you know, those principles, those ideas are the things that are as people are afraid of, our adversaries are afraid of. But at the same time, they're the things that the rest of the world loves and admires. Mm-hmm. And as, as Jim uh, said earlier in the day, you know, people aren't flocking to immigrate to, you know, to China or yeah. to India or 
even even the even Europe to a much lesser degree, people want to come here. There's something yeah. special about what we offer here, and that's been true for generations now. And and again, I made this point. You know, it's not because we, we're not better than other people. We're not smarter. Uh, the geography here is excellent, but it's not just because of natural resources. It's these ideas yeah. that make us, you know, that model to the world, that light to the world. The ideas, as in, you know, as described in the in the in the Constitution, in the Declaration of Independence, which is a Declaration on Human Rights, about the the Ten Amendments, the Bill of Rights, which is a Declaration about preserving freedom. Those are the things that I think. Uh, you know, distinguish us from, you know, the rest of the world and make us what we are, whether we like it or not. We are that example and that model to the rest of the world. Yeah. Uh, Representative Himes, earlier you mentioned uh, South America and and just looking at the changes that have taken place there over your lifetime, over the last few decades. I'm going to put you at the lower decades there. Uh, this is not the United States Senate. So this is uh, this is the, the young guns of the House. Uh, as you as you talked about that, I thought, you know, there's so many times where it seems like we we prop up little democracies uh, with lots of cash uh, rather than really helping them, you know, have the infrastructure that can support entrepreneurs and and, uh, you know, a good economy and, and uh, civil society uh, from from your perspective. What else is it that we should be exporting that might make the world a little safer place? Yeah, that's a that's a that's a great question, and it's it's an interesting debate, um, you know. And it happens every time you're contemplating a uh, a tyranny, uh, Cuba, Iran, and the debate is, and and I and I think it's a hard debate is, do you try to slam the door shut and cut off access, uh, trade, economics, media, to those countries, or do you try to expose the people in those countries to yeah. what they're missing? Mm. Uh, and it's a fascinating debate, right? And I'm not sure I know the right answer. And the right answer probably is it depends on the regime and what you know what the likelihood of success is. But uh, uh, you know, it's something that I think we need to be smart about. Um, uh, you know, uh, I share Mario's uh, anger at the Cuban regime and the frustration. You know, there was a point in time when Fidel Castro was the single longest ruler on the planet. And here he is 90 miles from the most powerful country on the planet. And you sort of scratch your head and say, oh, my gosh, what did we get wrong? (laughs) You know, I mean, if we can't even – anyway, the the point is obvious. So I think this stuff is really hard. Um, And uh, by the way, we can't forget too that uh, um, I I think the answer is we got to do all that we can – to support the people that are living in tyranny. Mm. Uh, and sometimes they succeed in rising up as they did in the Soviet Union or in places like Ukraine, yeah. p- parts of Eastern Europe. And sometimes they get quashed the way the Chinese were able to quash the students in 1989. Right. But we should do all we can, I think, to support the people's fight against uh, 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 tyrants. Yeah. Representative uh, Diaz-Balart, let me go to you uh, quickly. In in terms of this same kind of conversation, of what, what are the crucial conversations that you think we need to be happening here at home uh, so that we, we do make sure in terms of the outward-facing pieces uh, that we are presenting strength uh, to discourage some of that tyranny, but we're also providing hope uh, for those citizens who may be living under that tyranny? Yeah, and I think a lot of times we're we're kind of almost too apologetic uh, about uh, about expressing who we are, and and we're too you know we we focus on the on the uh, not on the success stories, but on just the opposite. But but the United States throughout history has been since you know basically our beginning has been 
the beacon of hope. Um, this has been the country, the people that have liberated liberated Europe against 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 uh, communism. This is uh, the, the country that has sacrificed its best and brightest, our children, uh, in the cause of freedom. And so we should never be apologetic. And that, that I, I am not advocating at all that, that we should use military power. Um, but what I do say is the following. You don't, and to Jim's point, which I think he's spot on, um, I'll tell you what is not helpful. What is not helpful is uh, is pretending, you know, doing business with the regime uh, and pretending that doing business and giving it legitimacy somehow helps the people that are oppressed by that regime. Mm-hmm. And you have to be realistic. Um, so in the case of China, he just mentioned he's absolutely right, Tiananmen Square being the example, right? People yeah. turned up and, and then they were quashed. Well, so what? Should the answer then just say, okay, never mind, now we will pretend that the Chinese regime is, you know, Costa Rica? Yeah. No, no. Um, in history, what it's... The only thing that's ever worked to help people liberate themselves from a an oppressive regime uh, that doesn't want to go is is two things. It's the only thing that's worked. It doesn't always work, but it's the only thing that's worked. Is you diplomatically and economically pressure the regime mm-hmm. and you help the opposition and the people. What has never helped to get rid of a regime when they don't want to leave is uh, is to help fund it, is to give it legitimacy, and then hope that somehow... Uh, that the people will be able to free themselves. I think the worst example uh, is China. Uh, a lot, a lot of people believe that if we just treated China as you know, like they're nice and we're gonna and we're gonna invest in them, that they're gonna become nice people. Well, now they've become, I guess, the most you know, the the, the most powerful and the wealthiest fascist dictatorship, right, yeah. in the history of our planet. Um, that clearly is not the answer. Yeah. All right, uh, Representative Stewart, we're going to give you the last word today. This may be the only time you get the last word. (laughs) We're going to give you the last word. Again, just wrapping up uh, Congressman Chris Stewart's uh, annual security conference. Really pleased to be joined by two of his colleagues uh, here in studio today. Uh, And there are are real challenges uh, beyond the water's edge, uh, for sure. And we do have plenty of our own challenges and, and difficulties here at home. Uh, and there's a, plenty to be depressed and discouraged and frustrated with. Uh, what is it that gives you hope out of all of this? Well, because uh, because we've been through tough times before. Mm-hmm. I mean, and we could we could go back through many episodes in our history. Uh, the, the most uh, violent and, uh, and obvious one is the Civil War, where we actually brought our country to our knees. But there's been in in our lifetime, boy, uh, as Jim mentioned yesterday, you talk about uh, some of the disruptions in society in the late '60s, early '70s. Yeah. Uh, they were at least as violent and as angry as we are now, and uh, and there are some differences, and I don't want to minimize that. But uh, but you know, my hope it lies in the fact that you know, I just think our country is much more resilient than we sometimes remember. Yeah. Our economy is much stronger than we sometimes remember. The American people are better than sometimes we give ourselves or each other credit for, and and I believe that sincerely. And because I believe that, I think that there is always always opportunity to move forward. I talked to someone recently. She was just exhausted. She says, "I just can't engage." We can't do that. We have to stay in the battle. We have to stay, keep caring for our country, keep caring for each other. Yeah, wonderful. Representative Chris Stewart, Representative Jim Himes, and Representative Mario Diaz-Ballard, thank you for joining us and for modeling uh, that we can divide the rage from the reason. We can elevate the conversation. A difference in policy is not necessarily a difference in principle uh, because the principles are actually the things that unite us. Thanks for being in the state today, and uh, thanks for your good work uh, back in Congress. We're going to go ahead and step aside for one last commercial break for hour number one. Uh, when we come back, we'll jump into fun things like infrastructure. Stay with us. Much more to come on Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. 
a stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts.